My guess is that most of secular advice about joy is ultimately denial. We're like whitewashed sepulchers mm -hmm. full of dead men's bones and rotting flesh. Mm. Welcome to 1A, a ministry of First Presbyterian Church, episode 24. This week we conclude our discussion on joy as we continue in our spring series looking at emotions. I'm Josh Squires, the Minister of Counseling and Congregational Care here at First Pres. You're listening to a podcast designed to take a brief but in-depth look at counseling issues from a pastoral perspective. If this is your first time listening, we appreciate you checking us out. We hope this ministry is a blessing to you and those around you. For more information, you can visit our webpage, which is firstprescolumbia.org forward slash 1A. That's firstprescolumbia.org forward slash 1A. To find out how to contact us or how to subscribe, listen to the end of the show. If you do find this ministry useful, then subscribe using the application of your choice. And every Monday, a new episode will be waiting for you. While you're there, leave us some comments. As we increase the number of reviews and comments, it becomes easier for others to find our podcast. What does James 1 mean when it tells us to count it all joy when we encounter trials? What does the secular world have to say to someone who finds themselves in a joyless and desperate situation? What does joy look like in our worship? And why do we want our worship to be joyful? We look at all these questions and more in this week's episode. We only have two more episodes left, but we'll be back in the fall. Until then, keep your questions and your suggestions coming. Now, let's get to our show. What about um, situations where the joy has gone because trials have come? Uh, I'm thinking. Mm. I'm thinking of James. Uh, I think it's chapter one of those two that says, "Count it all joy uh, when you fall into diverse uh, temptations or diverse trials." Mm. Um, uh, whether one should joy because of the trial or whether one should joy despite the trial and is there is there a sort of command to to come to a point where you you can actually think of the trial in such a way joyfully because mm. of what it does in you or or as the discussion has gone despite the evil of the trial itself right joy in bouncing off the trial, joy emerges. Right. Is that does that have to be a dichotomy? Um, in the manner in which the discussion has taken place in the past, it appears as though it was. Right. I, I, I think at root is is the issue: is the evil still evil? Mm. And then you're into issues of causality. Mm. Then you're into issues of um, how you view uh, God in relationship to that causality, uh, and so on, and 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 it can get kind of into issues of determinism, or and it can get kind of sticky from there on. Right. Uh, but let, let's let's take the, the 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 simpler explanation for now. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse trials. And suddenly, you know, I've spoken to someone recently who's 
going through significant trials, life-threatening trials. Mm. And um, he's in a, a joyful... He's not in a in a laughing out loud, ha-ha... Yeah. Denial uh, almost. Right. He's, yeah. not, he's not there. Yeah. Uh, but deep down within him is a sense of absolute confidence and certainty mm. in God, mm. uh, in providence, that he is where God wants him to be. Um, he detests the trial, mm-hmm. um, but spiritually he's in a good place, mm. and and that is joy. It, it's a, a a serious kind of joy. Mm-hmm. It's not a giggly joy. It's not a yeah. tell you a joke kind of joy. Yeah. Um, a, a very famous British comedian, clean, yeah, mostly uh, comedian, died recently. Uh, which sent people off, and myself included, to some YouTube links of some of his funniest uh, jokes on TV, and and they were funny. They were yep. clean yep. Uh, and wholesome. Um, but I found myself, you know, laughing out loud, right, uh, and and chuckling about it, you know, several days later as I rethought, right, uh, what it was. That's one kind of joy, but it's not. It's not often the joy. And I'm not sure that's what Paul means when he says, "Rejoice in the Lord." And again, I say, "Rejoice." Right. I don't think Paul was sitting in prison in Rome, cracking jokes, right, and laughing out loud. Yeah. Um, there can be a serious contemplative joy. Yeah. Actually, I think this is one place where secular psychology doesn't have much that it can say. But what does a secular psychologist say to someone who's got terminal cancer? There's not a ton that you can tell that person other than by trying to be joyful, you might be able to extend your days a little bit more. Um, And if you're in the middle of some of those treatments that are just terrible, even that seems like it can fall flat. Yeah, I'm no expert here, Josh, as you know. Um, My guess is that most of secular advice about joy is ultimately denial, a form of denial. Mm. Um, And I think that a Christian view of joy is to take the trial and the situation desperately seriously, mm. but also to s- take God's sovereignty over that trial equally as as serious, right? Um, and that that triumphs. Yeah, and I think you're right. I mean, when when you find yourself at that securely under the cross position, there's a resiliency that allows for joy that has a depth and a breadth that you can't find anywhere else. We often talk about, and this is completely different direction now, we often talk about joy in worship, right? If you if you go out and you begin to look at articles by people that we know and, and we talk about joy in reformed circles, one of the first things that tends to come up is joy in worship. What does it mean for us to be joyful in worship? Oh, we can be awfully dull in worship, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Um, does it mean pew running? Does it mean, you know, swaying back and forth? Well, you know, this is where it gets rather complicated because there are cultural 
issues here. And, yep. and you and I both know um, Africans, for example. I had a dear, dear uh, student uh, at seminary, Amos Magazi, mm-hmm. and um, sweet, dear, tender-hearted, loving, gracious man. Mm-hmm. Uh, very uh, theologically able, very serious when you spoke to him. Uh, and then worship time, he, his body swayed. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were sitting next to him, he had to step over a foot or two because, I mean, he just naturally swayed. Mm. Uh, it was instinctive. Mm. Uh, you know, whether 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 that's a learned behavior, I have no idea. Right. Uh, sociologically, how you how you explain all that. Right. But but worship was physical. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly in charismatic mo- uh, circles, you know, the physical movements are not only instinctive; that they're often enforced mm. with with f- fairly judgmental. Uh, procedures for those who refuse to to take part in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are those are issues of adiophora for me. Um, uh, real quick, define adiophora. Things indifferent, okay. with no moral significance. Mm. I I do think I, I do think that joy is intimately related to reality and realism what what am i what am i doing here is this is this something rote mm. am i just going through a pattern am i just going through a routine mm. are these just words am am i you know am i emotions engaged joy joy is physical mm-hmm. joy is a mental thing mm-hmm. but it is also of course profoundly an emotional thing mm-hmm. and you know, worship has to be emotional. Now, I could take you to a Highland, Scottish Highland worship service singing a psalm where there is an absolute intense level of joy as they're mm. singing, but they're as stiff as boards. Mm. I mean, they're not swaying. Mm. Uh, often their eyes are closed. And they're in a, they're transported into another world. Mm. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's deeply related to the involve, you know, the emotional involvement in worship. Mm. How does, how does my worship of God express itself emotionally mm. in my affections mm. without making a distinction between those two for a minute? So the the swaying or not swaying, the hands up, not hands up, all of those are just cultural accoutrements to a, an internal reality that is joyful worship. And the way that we get to joyful worship is by a genuine apprehension, a, a, a comprehension, that's a better word, of who God is, what he has done for us, and therefore what we are enabled to be there to do, namely to worship him. Yeah, yes. Yes, I mean, there has to be a cognitive element. You know, worship, uh, joy and worship is a response to truth. Right. So it has to be true, it has to be right, it has to be correct. 
So, so that's important. Yeah. There's no dichotomy here. Right. But I, I think the understanding of that, the true understanding of that, leads to an affectional response. response. Right. And I, I don't want to get into faculty psychology mm. as to which is predominant, the mind or the will or the affections or whatever. Right. Um, I think these three work together in in a s- almost symbiotic way. That mm-hmm. I, would, I think that's where I, I would fall on that. Yeah. Um, but but the emotional, affectional involvement. Mm. I, I certainly know that it's relatively easy to worship simply by form. And mm-hmm. Jesus warns about that, mm. about worshiping like the Pharisees. Mm going through the motion, saying certain things, mm. but our hearts are not engaged. Right. We're like whitewashed sepulchers mm. Mm. full of dead men's bones and rotting flesh. Mm. So joy, Jesus prays for it just before he gives his life as a substitute for our sin they might have the full measure of joy within themselves. That's the goal of redemption. That's what Jesus wants for us. You've been listening to 1A, a counseling ministry of First Presbyterian Church. We encourage you to listen to all our episodes, which you can find on our webpage, at firstprescolumbia.org forward slash 1A. That's firstprescolumbia.org forward slash 1A. You can also check us out on all your favorite podcasting applications, such as iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. If you like what you've heard, then subscribe. Also, don't forget to tell your friends and family about us as well. If you have comments, questions, or issues you'd like us to wrestle with, contact us. You can reach us at our email address, which is 1A at firstprescolumbia.org. That's 1A at firstpresscolumbia.org or via our Twitter account, which is at 1A Podcast. That's at 1A Podcast. Or by phone, 803-281-1795. 803-281-1795. For Dr. Thomas, I'm Josh Squires. We look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, thanks for listening, and God bless. <laughs>